Welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 247. Tony here bringing you a very special edition where we talk about the movie Logan. I am joined by former co-host Derek Becker, who is now doing his own podcast, Comic Pros and Cons, where he talks to the creators of the books that you love. We got into some of the backstory of X-23, as well as Wolverine, and how this ties into the comic book story arc of Old Man Logan and what was left on the cutting room floor. We also had some laughs at Professor Xavier, as well as why the R rating made this movie what it is. The ending definitely had me close to tears, and it was a definite great send-off to Hugh Jackman's run as a Wolverine character. With that, enjoy Drunk on Comics podcast, episode 247, Logan Review. end this is the end what is that the doors yeah it's the end of the world as we know it's the end of logan's world as we know it well i feel fine not too sure how he feels but yes it was the end of of his his tragic uh story uh spoiler oh shit maybe we should have said that first Having a few beers in us, we get to talking and yeah. So um, just rewind, and then he, we said spoilers. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Post that. It. I'll remember to put that in. Yeah. Before. Not really, because no. that doesn't ever happen. No, but we saw Logan, and we have some opinions on it, and I think our opinions, you know, weigh a little bit more than the average man because, well, hell, we've been in this industry. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. Oh, man. But we have been in the industry for a long time. We do have a lot of um, knowledge on our part, both you and me combined. Uh, 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 Let me amend that. We have a lot of opinions on our part. (laughs) We still know a lot. We do, but but I I think we have far more opinions than uh, knowledge. I'd say they're 50-50. All right. Well, depending on what side of our brain has more booze controlling it. No, I was just going to say I have all the knowledge. You have all the opinions. <laughs> so yes. Oh, I'm, hey, wait. I'm I'm Derek, and I'm Tony. Yeah. Most people might remember you from the the Pokemon saga last summer, or the Stone Age, where I where I was I was very popular in the Stone Age. <laughs> yes. Oh, or back in the day um, within this podcast, uh, many longtime listeners obviously can tell your voice, and I'm glad to have you back on the show. One of the original founders. Yes, and with that being said, like we, we have these discussions all the time still. Even though we're not on the same show, we still talk like nerds all the time when we're at the bar. So what better way than to talk about this movie? Well, and this is totally a request. From, from my part too <laughs> yeah. because I'm like I'm like going damn it I want to talk about this movie but you know my my new my new podcast shameless plug it's comic pros and cons if you guys didn't already know I'm sure you probably did but I don't talk movies or TV or any of that stuff and I'm like I want to have a conversation about this 
like a long in-depth conversation where I know we won't be interrupted because, well, we're recording. Yeah. <laughs> and if we did this at the bar, we'd never finish the conversation. People would walk up, we'd run out of beer, whatever. And we'll still run out of beer here, but you know, that's, that's beside the point. So what is, what is the first thing when you watch this movie that you're like, fuck, I really want to talk about this one particular thing. Like what's, and I'm sure there's probably many that we'll get into in this episode, but. You know, I, I actually, let, let me ask you this first. On a scale of one to 10, no half points allowed. Where, where do you rate it? As far as like just an overall movie or as compared to X-Men movies? Um, well, as a superhero movie, not as an overall movie. A nine. Nine? Mm-hmm. Okay. I, ooh, I I would, I'd probably say eight, but um, the only reason being is you, you would, you'd have to have some knowledge of the characters going into it to truly give it a nine. Mm-hmm. So, on a personal level, yes, a nine, but if I was going to be fair, I'd say it's an eight. Yeah, I guess I could see that, too. A general viewer going into it, still superb, but they wouldn't know the backstory of who certain people are or what's going on. Well, and, the, and I don't think that they would understand Professor X and his powers. I think that's the main reason. If you don't know who Professor X is and what he can do, and, and I would say even some of the the casual fans might not have known how powerful Charles actually could be. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's my only reason, but yeah, I'd say eight. Now what I wanted to talk about was more of the things that weren't covered in the movie and why I liked it, how they talked about the event that happened, you know, uh, back at what was, what was it? Westchester or whatever at the mansion. Yeah. Um, they, you know, they, they, they reference this event. I don't know what happened, you know, what Charles did. You know, there's a lot of correlations to things that happened to the comic book, you know, and, and I go back to right before, um, right before the house of M saga, where, you know, you had that mutant that couldn't control their powers and mm-hmm. wiped out a whole city in my mind. That's the kind of thing that happened with Charles. And it, pretty much kind of came to fruition when they were at the casino. It almost shows what did happen. When he his telekinesis was going off, when he was holding everyone still, that's what, and there's no definite answer within the movie, mm-hmm. just alluding to, but that's what I took from it was he blew up pretty much the mansion and pretty much him and, and Logan were the only two that were kind of left alive from that. Yeah, because Logan is the only one that could have survived it. So probably wiped out an entire school of kids. Yep. And with which, that, though, he wiped out the X-Men, which is correlated from Old Man Logan old in, in the comic book uh, series. Because I'm going to kind of allude to that a little bit, um, just to go to the comparisons from what my knowledge is of Old Man Logan. And within that story, it was always told how Wolverine killed all the X-Men, that he was the one that killed them and then went off into, um, which with them being gone, brought the world as it is to the decrepit, apocalyptic type future. So with that being said, pushing over to uh, Professor X, to Charles there, still has that 
hint of the beginning of uh, Old Man Logan, or at least the backstory, but it doesn't necessarily focus that on, on Logan for him needing to atone to that, which I thought was genius in a sense of knowing that from Old Man Logan, the comic book, you would know this coming into Logan when they had mentioned that, like, oh, I see the parallels there a bit. Yeah. Well, the other thing, though, is, too, you know, they they talk about how there hasn't been a new mutant born in 20 or 25 years, whatever it might have been. And so that, again, is the No More Mutants mm-hmm. from House of M, which is why I related it to that comic book series, which it's kind of funny because House of M actually is the series that started really pulling me back into comics after being gone for quite some time, you know, and, and only picking up stuff here and there. So I I have a little bit of a sweet spot for that story or that story arc, at least, you know, yeah, it was a big crossover, but it was, it was actually really well done. I thought, you know, and, and it was set up a lot of fun stuff too, but. Well, speaking of house of M that was a different, you know, timeline where do you feel this movie takes place in the x-men universe like movie universe in 2029 just like they said well i know the time but timeline because we've already had days of futures past which then seems to have shown uh wolverine change his past to where he didn't get his claws when he originally did in the first x-men movies but then he got them at the end of uh the age of apocalypse uh fiasco well yeah but see when he, okay so when he went back in days of futures past it was before he'd gotten his his claws because mm-hmm. if you remember he broke out of um you know the alkaline lake facility the weapon x you know facility he broke out of that and so they would have had to have put his claws in you know roughly timeline sometime in the 90s i would say you know, mid to late nineties, whenever those, those X-Men movies really started coming out. Um, or was it early two thousands? God, it's, it's hard for me to even remember when the first X-Men movie came out, but I, so this is, I think timeline, it follows the same timeline as the original X-Men movies, as far as where it fits into continuity, because when at the end of age of apocalypse, you see Gene still alive. You see Scott still alive. All of that. This this one here is still following that same timeline. They didn't. I don't think that they they changed any of that. But all those other X Men are gone because Charles may or may not have killed them. Mm-hmm. And with that being said, it, um, there's references to the first movie, Statue of Liberty. That was when Wolverine first showed up to be. I mean, he came to the mansion and everything, but that's when he had his first fight, the showdown with Magneto, when he had Rogue tied up there and everything. So that was kind of significant, um, as well as the dog tags that kind of are in every movie that yeah. Wolverine has ever been in, you know, basing his past on stuff. But uh, Charles also says, when you first came to me, you know, you were nothing but a cage fighter, which is also that first timeline. Now, yep. With timelines, it's so much easier when it's comics because then you can just be like, eh, whatever, it's a different comic. But like with the movies, for people to wrap their heads around it, let's take Logan right now. Well, see, hold on. This is actually what I liked about it because at the end of Age of Apocalypse, we aren't even going to talk about 
the steaming pile of cinematic shit that was uh, that that was. Oh, trust me, I've talked about it enough on the show. But no, I, I'm sorry. At end of Days of Futures Past, like for me, the one thing that they did there is that they wiped clean anything that you don't like. Mm-hmm. Anything you do like, it's still there. I mean, other than the people dying. If you were really happy about Scott dying, you know. <laughs> then sorry, that part's not the same. But you can imagine now with this giant gap of time with them jumping, you know, 12 years in the future from now, even though when that movie came back, it was basically, you know, I I guess the the one question is, is when Wolverine wakes up at the end of Days of Futures Past, was that 2010-ish? Do you think? Yeah, that's what I felt. Yeah, a bit. Okay. So, you know, so you're, you're 19 years, or maybe it was, you know, 2009, maybe it's now 20 years since then. You can just reimagine multiple other ways that Cyclops died and be really happy. <laughs> so. I, I have to say this. I fucking used to hate James Marsden. Like, when he was Cyclops, I'm like, whatever that guy's in is going to fucking be terrible. Ever since he was in Westworld, though, I'm like, the guy actually has some acting chops. And I look back on those movies, not hating Cyclops as much as I just dislike him for the n- nanny type, you know, person that he always is in the comic books. Yeah, the little bitch boy. Yes, pretty yeah. much so. <laughs> so, um, that being said, though, those first movies, I, I like. I actually still like the first X Men movie because it was like holy shit. Even though the storm was totally cast wrong, beyond that. Having you know Magneto, uh, Professor X, Patrick Stewart was born to play that role was the first of all these pretty much movies coming together. So that's always going to have a significant spot in my heart for all these things. But first class, I feel with when I was pissed at first, I'm like that's not how it happened. But then just saying, hey, it's a different universe, and I've started to realize that with comic book movies. I think First Class is number one out of the X-Men universe, and Logan is number two, only because without that, we would still have the shitty timeline that we did have with the first X-Men movies, and where they screwed it up with the whole Phoenix Force and everything else Here's Here's where people are going to hate me. I really enjoy X3. What? No, okay, now, you got to understand... After Daredevil, I gave up on thinking that that any Marvel movies were going to be good. Ever. The things that I love, they aren't going to be the same on screen. And so knowing that, I've actually been able to enjoy these movies. It was fun because there were little snippets of things that I wanted to see on screen. I wanted to see Juggernaut chasing Kitty Pride through a building where she phases through walls and he plows through it. I got to see that. That was cool. You know, it, it was it was just some of the things. Most of the characters were done terribly, but then you also had Beast, who was done so well mm-hmm. in that. And, you know, getting to see Iceman truly become Iceman was cool as fuck. Like, I mean, there's, it's not perfect. It's not it's not the way it should have been. But then again, you know, 
I know that there's the I'm the juggernaut bitch. <laughs> and I was going to say it, but I was like, no. I, I know it's there. There's a lot of things that are wrong with it, but there's there's going to be things wrong with a lot of a lot of the X-Men movies. So I don't know. Just like our buddy Jason Clark from An Elegant Weapon is a prequel apologist, I'm an X3 apologist. <laughs> you know, and prequels being the, the Star Wars prequels yeah. for people that don't know he's a Star Wars guy. But yeah, so that's that's kind of my my take on it. Um, I think though, for me personally, I think that Logan is probably my favorite of all of the X Men movies. Okay, let's let's take away from the X Men movies and let's go with the other Wolverine movies. There the are other the other only other one. There weren't any. Uh, I the Wolverine wasn't terrible. Uh, did we watch the same movie? It was. I can well okay. Well, I want my we gotta two hours. It, we got to compare it to Wolverine Origins, which that was just a turd fest. Like that one sucked. But Wolverine's origin, or not Wolverine, Wolver, the Wolverine, it gave us a little bit more of. It gave us a cinematic bear pissing in the woods. Oh, why did you hate this one then? What the Wolverine? Yeah. The cinematic bear pissing in the woods. What the fuck point did that have to do with anything on a story level? Nothing. Yeah, it was a one-off story arc. It showed him being in Japan and... And and I'm sorry. And and, and he could have gone berserker mode at any point. They had the ability to do everything right. Silver Samurai being a fucking weird robot thing, whatever the fuck that was, was just a complete waste you know, I mean, there were so many things that could have been done right, and they didn't follow through on any of them. It's like the hot chick walks up to the uh, at the bar and says, "Meet me out back," and then you go out back, and it's her, it's her buddies, and they beat the fuck out of you. Okay. That's what I felt okay. like. Okay, I, I now that you remind me more of some of the worst parts of that, I guess I take back what I said. I was transitioning into something from that movie, which lays credence to it. It came within the Logan timeline and it's such it's when um when he was uh when he sees uh uh death in there um uh, or well halfway through the movie um yukio said that she saw his death and if we're looking at, at this uh particular movie of the wolverine when he had like something going towards his heart and everything if you remember that plot point of it yeah he'll be on his back blood everywhere holding his heart in his hand and then when the movie played out like that, you know, he had to do the surgery. And he technically kind of died in that when he kind of stabbed his heart to stop it from killing him, which lays credits to, okay, that was just what she, what she saw. But let's transition, and as we've already said, spoilers, and even though we're going towards the end of the movie, but the movie's more than the ending. Uh, we see Wolverine laying on his back, blood everywhere, and his heart in his hand. And whether that's just a poetic, uh, you know, thought that oh, I saw online. Because like if, if he was holding Laura's hand, yeah. she was his heart. And I know 100% that has nothing to fucking do. That was not made to be that way. And that is a <laughs> huge fucking coincidence. Because of that, I'm like, if they did truly take that from that movie, I'm looking at it a little bit fonder. And that's why kind of I was like saying it had a good... but. As you said, yeah, there's a lot more crap fest in that movie than this. And this has no reckoning. This was just someone that I read on the inter- in the internet's like thoughts, and I go, holy shit, 
that is very good. And that is, like I said, poetic, if that's true. But let's get let's get back yeah. into to Logan. Here's here's the other thing that here's one of the other things that I like that they took from the comic is the fact that, you know, it's you know, I, I don't know if this was part of Old Man Logan, but it was part of probably around 2005, 2006, or I'm sorry, 2000, uh, 2015, 2014, 2015, probably in that range. Mm -hmm. Um, when in the comics, Logan was dying because the adamantium was poisoning him and he couldn't properly heal. And that has been kind of an ongoing thing a couple different times within the comic books, but yeah, and they never truly alluded to that being because they never flat out said it like you poisoned me or they put the poison or I know it's killing me. Well, no, they they. Oh, you mean in the, the movie. movie? Yeah, yeah. But that's what I mean. It's got to be what it is. Well, no, he actually Logan did say something. At, he said to uh, what's his name's dad. No, uh, he said something to Laura at the end. Laura being X twenty three, the little girl in the movie. In case you're listening to this and didn't see the movie i don't you're what's wrong with you <laughs> yeah. um but no so it like he said something to her though in there that because of what they put inside both of them that's what's killing him now so i mean he he basically said adamantium but we got to also look at it how much adamantium he has compared to her because uh, she only has her blades coated in it that you know well, within the comic book realm, in the comic book, yes, it's only it's only like it's only her her hand claws and her you know her four hand claws and her two feet claws. But they alluded to in the movie that you know she had more, which doesn't make sense because she's a child; she would have to grow. Yeah, and her skeleton would be small the whole time. That's where I feel like they alluded to that. I don't I don't want to believe that because that. I think out of anything, if they had anyone on Marvel say, hey, that's kind of dumb. You know, kids grow. You can't put that in until she's like an adult, sh you know, person where it might. And I wonder now if I think of that, even though Wolverine was always short, maybe that's why he's always been short is because he, he wasn't quite fully done with his growth spurt. <laughs> yeah. What? You mean after 150 years, he was still growing? Yeah. Oh, the wee lad. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's a. Uh, well, I want to let's let's go into Laura for a sec in comic okay. book uh, realm. Um, Which, by the way, I just made bank off the first appearances of uh, of Laura Kinney, aka X twenty three, uh, by selling two copies of NYX number three, the first appearance of X twenty three. Thank you, eBay. <laughs> I that is one that she's. She, I love Wolverine. Who hasn't loved Wolverine growing up? Yeah, everyone did. But I think I love X-23 more than the original. Primarily because she is a strong female uh, hero that the world is lacking a lot of that in comic books. I mean, there's certain writers that do, do justice here and there, but to have someone predominantly in fucking berserker killer, but I want to say her claws are the coolest. Um, let's compare to the whole Wolverine family. You have Dakin, who has bone claws, but he has two that come out of the, the top, but then one that comes out from his forearm, which I feel like... Makes like a tripod. How do you slash with that? It, yeah, Those, it's more the, like stabby, but even yeah. then, you only need two to do it. 
Now, his cool side power is those pheromones that he can release to kind of uh, convince people to do things. He can put other people in kind of a rage. He can make people fall in love with him by, you know, releasing seduction pheromones. So that in and of itself is a cool power. But his claws, they don't do anything for me. Wolverine, those were always sweet. But I, what, I still don't. Sorry. I, we, we need to stick on, on Dakin for a okay. second. I never understood how he got tattooed. What, oh, because of the... I want to say that it was randomly offhanded because people had always asked that. And I want to say, because there was in one storyline of Wolverine, um, Carbondanium or something, which is another alloy that Omega Red is made out of with his tentacles, is something that could also kill Wolverine. Within the, the movie Logan, he had an adamantium bullet. There was a series where he had to find a Carbondanium bullet, which would effectively uh stop his mutant uh gene from like healing itself so if you take that i want to say that that's what they said they used to tattoo him so it did it heal right. into it yeah it was an off but I, it is something that has been asked and i might just be making that shit up so who knows yeah i was just i was just curious but yeah so anyway but laura's claws Fucking have it now. Hers are, are also uh, relatively way smaller than Wolverine's and Dakin's combined. So that's a small, but she's also a small petite girl. She's like only like a hundred pounds. Oh, I she's mean. not even that. Like I'm. I, well, not, say, not even the movie. I'm talking about like comic book world. Okay, in the com- well, in the comic book world, uh, she's probably a buck twenty what now. You, I'd what, say. What would you say her age is right now in the comic? Yeah. Um, somewhere between sixteen and eighteen. Okay. Um, I and, and I'll be honest, I have not kept up on. The all new Wolverine series. I picked up a couple of them. I was reading them, but I'd say that she's she's at least sixteen. She's probably more like eighteen because, like, when when she first came, when she first appeared, she was fourteen years old. And what was she doing? What was her profession? Uh, it wasn't her profession. She was forced into yeah into child prostitution. It is like her backstory is like more tragic than Wolverine's even. Oh, it's, it's fucked up. Yeah. Now the other thing is too is that she was. In the comics, she was a clone, and I've I've been trying to talk with one of our non-nerd friends, who I think you can already guess <laughs> yeah. who I'm talking about, um, dear friend. But he's like, he goes, it can't be a clone if she's a girl. Uh, it's you, you want to argue whether or not you can have a clone of someone with claws, yeah, and have and genetics and, and mutant abilities, and whether or not. Yeah, but uh, so she's a clone. She's X twenty three because she is the twenty third attempt. The first twenty two they did, if I'm remembering correctly, they did with a male, you know, and it didn't stick. And they found that by, you know, having the 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 female genome in there, whatever the fuck it is. I, here's here's where I don't have knowledge. I have opinions. <laughs> um, <laughs> That that they were able to hatch her little egg, and yep. out she popped. And in the it made sense that they didn't give her the adamantium skeleton because she was too young and was still growing. She escaped, I believe, with the help of one of the doctors in the research yep, facility. Uh, yep, uh, it was uh, Sarah Kinney. Yep, who was who named her Laura because um, she was always just known in the the place as X twenty three. Who also. Uh, because she had a, she was uh, not ingested, but 
pretty much put the egg in her when she, as the doctor, was kind of saying, you know. She hey. was a surrogate. Yeah, she was a surrogate. That's what the word I want to say. So she, in essence, was partly, from her hormones too, partly why Laura, I mean, I don't know how genetics work in the whole comic book world, but, <laughs> I mean, something had to Or even in the real world. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> True. Stork yeah. brings babies or something. <laughs> yeah. But... So with that being said, she helped um, bring Laura out um, after realizing, you know, all these bad things are doing. When they uh, made her, you know, come to radiation poisoning to trigger her healing ability to then be like, okay, now we can coat these claws. In which case, they actually extracted the claws and coated them and shoved them back in all while she had no anesthesia. Like, that is the bullshit. At least Wolverine was, like, kind of asleep, knocked out when he got his shit injected. Yeah. The stuff that they did to Laura was just, you know, crazy. And and the fact that you have, you know, in the comics, this young woman who has such a skewed view of the world because of what the world did to her growing up, but that she still understands right and wrong and does things for the right reasons. That's one of the reasons why I'm attracted to that character, because it, it is, you know, the belief that people can still be good, even if they are are treated so poorly that's that's where i really enjoy and i her. love that well not only that but with the whole escape from the comic books was kind of what was shown within logan different uh mom per se not the surrogate that they they pretty much seemed like they grew them in test tubes um within logan no the they grew them in prostitutes remember oh yeah and yeah yeah and then they killed the prostitutes yep oh yeah i did yeah yeah which, okay, we're not going to talk about flaws, really, but it is kind of a glaring flaw now that a buddy of mine pointed out. So the 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 person that played Laura, holy shit, uh, Daphne Keene. Yeah, that little girl was amazing. And she's only, like, been in, like, one other movie. She's, like, 11 years old, and she can fucking act. Yeah. And, and I know that the the studios have said they want to see X-23 and more X-Men movies. How they get from 2029 to the nowadays? Time travel? I don't know. But she better be playing uh, the character because she was just a phenomenal uh, yeah. actress. Um, I forget where I was going to go except for flaw. saying that she was... Oh, yeah, Flaw. It was great pacing when you think she's a mute. And then... When she talks, she knows Spanish, and then you find out she knows a little bit of English. Because they were all raised in a Mexican facility uh, where they're, you know, pretty much probably they all spoke Spanish down there. But yet the other kids seem to speak perfectly well English. Her English was fine. It just, you know. But none of the other kids seem to have any sort of accent at all when you eventually get up, meet up with them. Well, I think it's because... I think it's because, though, she was probably raised more around um, the one nurse. What was her name? Um, I can't I, remember. Shit. In, okay, uh, whatever it was. It, it was like, like I want to say like Carlotta or some shit like that. But that <laughs> that's that's probably completely wrong. Um, but no, like I, maybe it's because she was, was more influenced by her rather than the English-speaking doctors that were there. True. Okay. So I'll take I'll there, take there, that there's, as a, there's there's a way around it. I mean I I don't like looking for plot holes, but then of course when we discuss movies, I start doing some research, and then I 
see things that I wish I didn't see, and that was just really the only glaring one that wasn't even that big of a deal. Except for then I also started thinking, too, some of these new mutants that were being born, you have someone, Richter, a.k.a. kind of like Richter from the comic book. Which I thought was cool. You have someone that has, like, breath stuff. Almost want to start comparing some of these uh, young mutants that were in this to... The new mutants? That's what I was going to say, the new mutants, to some of the older uh, characters, the X-Men characters, to see if they did have any sort of... Or when they were going through the charts, if they explained... Which, because they only went through like three pages of the chart. That would be awesome, because then we could finally have Psylocke in an X-Men movie. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Olivia Munn. Oh, she's a babe. Yeah, she, she is. Did, she did a good job, too. She was the best thing about that movie. Because <laughs> everything else was crappy. I, I still hate you, because you you said to me, No, Derek, I think, you're gonna, I think you'll really like it. I think you're going to be really happy with it. And so on Black Friday, when the Blu-ray was on sale for $6, I bought it. You owe me $6. <laughs> I was being sarcastic as fuck. I was not being serious. That movie... No, that, that was in a text. If you're being sarcastic in a text, you have to like... say S. Yeah, you have to, you have to put like LOL, JK, something like <laughs> that. No, no. That was, that was god-awful. Um, let's, let's talk a little bit more before we'll... Because we're already halfway through this podcast episode, yet we haven't even really talked about the depth of the story of the movie. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not, not there yet. The one thing in the movie that I thought was probably one of the coolest tidbits, because I don't know if it was ever talked about in the comics, were Laura's claws. How her foot claw. Oh, how it works? No, not how it works. Why she has a foot claw? Oh. Because. I thought it was just really fucking sweet because I was always like, why does she have a foot claw? And when Professor X is like, he's like, you know, her feet oh. claw are, are, are a result of, of her gender because in the animal world, the lioness has, you know, uh, back claws for defense as well as the front claws, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, that's really fucking cool. I don't know if any of that's true, but I like that. Yeah, and I thought that was a great explanation. I don't really remember hearing any other explanation why besides it looks badass and I find it the most, like I said, her her claws placement being the most effective of killing machine compared to, you know, Logan and then Dakin or, or any other of that, you know, animality type family there. Speaking of Professor X, let's go into Chuck for a bit. Holy shit. <laughs> I didn't realize this was going to be a buddy campy movie. A, a buddy cop movie? Yeah, because, holy shit, that was amazing performance by Patrick Stewart. And when, when they stop and pull over like to help that family, and, and it's cool because, you know, the dad with the uh, the soul glow jerry curl from, um, from Coming to America <laughs> moved out to the country and is raising horses. Yes. It's so weird. You did. You did recognize yeah, him. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but no, it's like yeah, that's my dad's dad, Chuck, and, and fucking Patrick Stewart. And they go, "Hello," <laughs> just waving. Okay. When he when he said "fuck," I'm like, "That's not Professor X." And besides, already knowing it was rated R, for you know, I figured Logan and stuff. I still thought from the trailer and the scenes, I thought we we're gonna get maybe a 
little bit of a Wolver- or of a Professor X somewhere saying, Wolverine, you need to go find this child or something. My whole expectation is for this movie, blown out of the water with how much uh, he was in the movie yeah. and how great it made it. And how, like, how terrible you felt not only for for Xavier being basically, you know, and, and it's just, it's that thing. Like, I mean, with, with my parents, you know, thank God, and, and I am blessed that my parents are incredibly healthy. They're in their 70s. But you see people whose parents or grandparents or great-grandparents are aged and they're they're withering away and and to see charles there not in full control of himself you know really a fraction of the person that he was has to be fully medicated you feel terrible for him and you feel terrible for wolverine because he has to sit there and watch him and and when when charles says you're just waiting for me to die you understand that yes he is but he doesn't want him to die but mm-hmm. he is still waiting well when like that when he said you know my dad or whatever it was almost like a nod to that is the only dad he's ever truly had yeah and and how i want to even like see what the last like 20 years of since the incident of charles like whenever that happened of charles blowing up the the Xavier Institute and everything how they're on the road getting away and everything and being in hiding like that just seems like a story in of itself especially well, with the way that he became what about Calban I mean Calban was was an awesome character in there too which I did not expect to see him which by the way it was weird because that's uh, Ricky Gervais's buddy that he does mm-hmm. all those shows with and it, who was also like on an episode of uh, Big Bang um, yep, he's been know, on some nerdy stuff, yeah. Yeah, and and he's a stand-up comic. You know, I, I can't remember the guy's name, but, you know, really cool guy. And to see him him there as Caliban and hear, you know, the the Ravagers, which was, I was like, fuck, that is the Ravagers, like with all their prosthetic... No, or, the Reavers. Reavers. Sorry, Reavers, with all their prosthetic, prosthetic limbs yeah, and shit. Yeah, that was a huge, like, nod to X-Men lore. Yeah, with them, and I thought that was a cool touch for this kind of futuristic, but wasn't too weren't, far out. Weren't the Reavers the one that killed the Morlocks? Um, I, no, they were in. Uh, weren't they, they were mainly the... in Australia when they did like, um, when they were in the um, when the X Men took a break and like went to Australia and um, which was right manifold after... and everything. Yeah, I thought that was like right after like Mutant Massacre time when they it was did right it. after it. But I don't think they were the ones. They were just the new bad guys that were introduced then, um, because yeah, the uh, what the fuck you call it? Uh, the Mor the Morlocks. Morlocks, yeah, yeah, they were killed by uh, um, fucking uh, Sinister, I believe. Yeah, I can't remember. I'm gonna have to. Um... You know, I I'll have to go back and do do some research because it's been way too long, but um, but yeah, they were they were a cool nod in there. But going back to um, Professor X, I think the scene that killed it was when Wolverine told them to uh, take the pills in the back of the car, and he's like, oh, 
take, you take your fucking pills or whatever. Then he's like, let me see. And he goes like, Aah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, in, in, for, I read, uh, before this even, uh, started, I mentioned a couple of weeks on, on my show ago of, we all knew this was Hugh Jackman's last movie, but when they watched, uh, that scene of him dying, he leaned over to Hugh and said, this is my last as well. Like, this is, this was my send off. I don't think I can do anymore. And I don't, like, I, it makes me sad for both of them. Uh, Hugh Jackman's been doing this for 17 years, being Wolverine, uh, over the course of, I believe, nine movies. And holy shit, that's, that's a lot of, you know, dedication to one character. Yeah. Uh, who they get to replace him, I don't know. I think right now with uh, James McAvoy, um, McAvoy, McAvoy, whatever, you know me, I can't pronounce names. Yeah, I'm, I'm very familiar. Um, I see a good Professor X within there. I don't see who could be a new Wolverine. You know, I, I don't either right now. But then again, I'm starting to like, dude, I'm getting old. Like I'm old, I'm I'm starting to become old man Logan myself. Because, uh, <laughs> like I'm at the point now where I'm like I'm like, I see all these actors and I'm like, who? <laughs> are they like famous, famous, or are they like on that one show that somebody might have seen famous? Like I'm starting to get to that point where, uh, yeah, I I don't know. Like I'm I'm starting to see people on the guest list at Comic Cons and I'm like, I don't know who they are. <laughs> Well, one of the things to know, though, is uh, Hugh Jackman is going to have a say who gets to be the next Wolverine. Now, whether that's contractually obligated or whatever, um, for what's been reported is he, I think, wants to help groom the next uh, predecessor. Now, when that's going to happen, we know it's not going to happen probably within the new X-Men movie. What if it's Jared Leto? Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) he would screw up Wolverine. No, so. it's Ben Affleck. <laughs> eh, he's too tall. And old. Yeah, even though, I mean, I don't really think the shortness needs to define Wolverine as much as it did really in the comic books. Hell, there's been uh, panels of Wolverine being drawn just as tall as some other characters when the original, uh, you know, Wolverine way back in, was it 1980? Incredible um, Hulk, number yep. 181? Yep. Um, it was 180. Incredible Hulk number 180. Okay, well, 181 well, the is... Last, yeah, the last page was showing him. Yeah. And then Foley on uh, 181. Yeah, he was fucking short. He was... It was like him and Puck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Puck, they still at least draw that that size, but, but Logan has kind of had a, a growth spurt in the was last it, couple was of years. Was it Uncanny X-Force when it was like... Storm and Psylocke and Puck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Puck was great in that. Yep. That book. That was a fun one. Yeah. No. Okay. So now there there are a couple other things though. Um. You know that that I did want to talk about on here. One was Caliban, and the fact that when you got Donald Pierce, head of the Reavers, not Ravagers, and, and I think I was getting it mixed up because Reavers. Whenever I hear Reavers, I think of Firefly. Uh, but and we can talk about that a little bit later. Firefly, you saw that in the the pre sequel trailer. You know that they we didn't have a uh, a post uh, 
credit uh, within the movie because uh, James Mangold, the director, said that it would cheapen his death. They didn't want to have a yeah. what comes next like they do in so many movies. But when there was talk about uh, Deadpool possibly showing up in this movie, what we got was that right before the movie uh, teaser trailer. I didn't see one. Uh, now, granted, the in, if it was the very first trailer that they played, I would have missed it because we walked in like... Nope, then you were one of the few people that also missed it. I've read online half of America being like, what is this that everyone's talking about? And I don't think it, it originally aired... Uh, the first couple days, because you went opening night, didn't you? I went on that, that Friday, yeah. opened on so, Thursday, yeah. so yeah. I don't think that some people necessarily got to see it. It was, it it started, look, looked like the movie was starting, and you see like a person walking down a decrepit road, and so you're thinking, all right, this is the future. You see someone like getting, you know, hurt in the alleyway, and then it zooms into Wade's ugly fucking cancer face. And then he goes to a telephone booth where... He's changing into this Deadpool costume while you hear the screaming and, and this person getting beat up and uh, Ryan Reynolds' butt goes on to the like you know the side of that and everything and you're like ah funny when he's going to all of a sudden there's a shot fired and he was too late to get it this was a teaser for Deadpool two but when he was walking through it there was a there was a giant um, Cineplex there that said Logan as if this is right before the movie starting. Yeah. And he even makes mention of, like, you know, if you're going to see that Logan movie or whatever. Very clearly in a spot, there was Firefly posters all over the place, which has led many people to want to believe that Fox is considering. Now, I thought you were getting at that uh, because you saw this. However, you were one of the unfortunate... It's leaked online now, too, and that might be why, because it leaked online that they then said, well, fuck, let's just attach the whole thing to the beginning of this Wolverine movie. Yeah. When I saw it a couple days later after opening night. So, yeah, that's what I thought you were getting at. Whole long no. story, but yeah. Um, anyway, the, the Caliban. one of the... Caliban. The fact, though, that you have Donald Pierce that actually said, you used to, you used to be a tracker, you used to be on our side kind of thing saying that he was basically working more or less, and I'm guessing it was a mutant registration act of some kind, whatever it was, he was helping to hunt down and kill mutants, which was from the sounds of it. That was one of the other events that you don't know what happened, but you know that there's very, very few mutants. And that was kind of cool. I like that they left that open for imagination. But that that's that's pretty much where. Well, I'm going to one go. of the things it brings to mind with how weak he kind of was in, and now he was always kind of susceptible to to light and everything, but how weak he was, how weak Wolverine was, how weak uh, kind of Charles was, and we kind of got this glimpse of the cornfields and the corn syrup and everything. This gene or whatever suppressing uh, whatever the, the the bad guys were talking about when they came up with some genetics to try to wipe out mutants, if that got into the supply, the food supply. And the reason why Professor X kind of is crazy now so much more, why Caliban is kind of weak and why Wolverine's... We know that the, the adamantian skeleton is killing him, but 
if it's killing him at a faster rate because of this corn syrup type soup being in everything, meaning that was their secret way to wipe out the mutants. I think you're reading way too much into it, but I, I like your theory. I mean, I, 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 there was that's the only reason why I was like, why are they talking about this corn shit? And they said something about the farmers said something about all that corn syrup stuff that everyone's eating and drinking now. That's just that's just farm talk. Well, I know because but... because us country folk like to think that we're we're healthy. Because we're living off the land and we eat dirt, so you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> I know, I understand that, but I thought, though, too, he was talking the ties to um, the, the Terrigen uh, people that had that had the giant... The Inhumans? No, the... Whatever the, the al- alkaline... Um, the people that made X-23. Oh, yeah. Like, I thought he was saying that they had ties to that. Maybe I misheard that because I have only seen the movie once. I thought that was part of all that, but... Maybe I'm reading into it a little too much. The one thing that I didn't like too much, um, but I didn't hate either, was X-24. Yes. It was weird seeing with how Logan looked and, and being older. And by the way, the way that they made him styled into looking like old man Logan was fucking perfect with the kids cutting up his beard and everything. Yeah. I mean, he just looked like a crotchety old man throughout it all. And I'm like, was wondering, when's he going to really truly give, why is he going to look like that? Because it's kind of a ridiculous hairstyle. Yeah. Now, I, X-24, although, okay, here's the thing. I didn't like it because I like the idea that X-23 was the last of the clones. Um. I didn't like the fact that they went, that they just grew, that they grew an adult. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, so it's just a mindless killer. You know, it's like, but at the same time, I don't know who else you could have put in for a proper, like, I guess, opponent. I don't want to say villain because X-24 wasn't a villain. You know, X-24 was, was a weapon. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the the scientists they they were the villains, and I I think that it was just I liked it. It was it was used appropriately, but I wish that there would have been. Again, I don't know who you could have put in as somebody that could have gone toe to toe with Wolverine, except for Wolverine. <laughs> yeah, and that's the pacing of the movie was very. It felt like it was spurts, and and I mean as it should be, primal rage, killing, in the hiding, slow down, some you know, you know, family bonding moments and everything. I thought that the movie <clears throat> did a really good job. That's kind of like life, and, and I and I thought that that was was one of the right one one of the things that they did really really well though was the pacing in there. It was beautifully done. Mm-hmm. And and that even that last battle was like great in in how and i i saw it coming when when x23 took the bullet but even from him or knew she was going to steal it from him even then i'm like you know what though how is it that wolverine is going to go and he went being a hero mm-hmm. and it was it was sad and tragic too it was up until that point you know that he kind of was like it's just i'm just doing my job i'm gonna get paid or thinking that that laura's crazy because she's been reading this garbage of comic books and everything, which I thought was great to kind of have some self-awareness that 
someone made up stories about their, you know, their yeah. heroics back in the day, and that's what she's believing. But then to put a little bit of crazy in there, because obviously there was this Eden area, there was something up there which in the comic book showed where it was at. So there's some truth in this comic, and is there a overall... Tony, do, do me a favor. You're a rabbit hole guy. I know you'll do this. Mm-hmm. Go on the internet, find out what those coordinates are, and I want you to look them up and see where they're at. And then I want you to cross-reference Genosha. Okay. Yeah, but Genosha was an island, though. Well, Genosha was, was what, on the South Pole? It was somewhere. It's like uh, in the Antarctica yeah. or some, some shit like that. I don't remember. But Oh, yeah, maybe if those coordinates actually go to that instead of North Dakota or wherever they well, went. Well, okay. Oh, no, no, you're right. The, the the coordinates were to North Dakota, but then they were going to go to Canada Yeah. to get away where it's safe, which I think is kind of funny because, like, in my mind, I'm like, oh, they're just going back to Lake Alkali, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's like, oh, they're, they're, they're going to go up and be Alpha Flight now. Yeah. Um, well, it kind of makes you wonder, though, too, is there someone up there protecting them? Is there a powerful person? Is Magneto up there having his base of new X-Men? But that's that's why I thought Genosha. Okay. You know, because wasn't that Magneto's original plan was that, you know, Genosha was going to be this safe haven for mutants. Yes, but it, it wasn't an island nation. So maybe if they were to say, I mean, as with comic books and these movies too, if they said it was like a Providence up there, Sure, cool. That would have been sweet if they actually said it uh, and, and instead of just, like, implied something like that. But that was actually the, in my mind, thinking where they're headed to. Bringing up uh, Magneto, actually, right now, you realize he was right all along. Everything he said to Charles, no matter what you try to do to integrate them, man will always hate us. They will always try to tear us down. No matter if we band together and we subject subjugate them to us or not they are going to want to get rid of us and we see what happened even with the inroads from the the other x-men movies or even within the comic that charles has done because even though people knew he was a, a mutant at times he was still allowed to go places he was an ambassador for them some humans you know look at mutants as cool you're gifted or but a majority of them fear them all magneto was right everyone fears them and kind of where would we be in this situation in the movie realm had had Xavier kind of just sided with Magneto and said, you're right. So here's the question. You know, if you're Magneto, do you kill all Homo sapiens or do you keep the ones alive that have the X gene that could be passed on? Well, I think now, in I'd say in the old... Uh, comics, I would say yes to that. I would say in comic books now, with the whole uh, Inhumans and who has that gene and not, and this whole cloud mutant killing cloud and all that, yeah, um, it's kind of hard to... I mean, I would even keep some of the... Like, within um, um, House of M, when Spider-Man was there, because he was not a mutant, but he was a celebrity, and people thought he was, and a select few of the royal family knew he was not truly a mutant, but they weren't going to kind of expose that because he was kind of Hollywood glam and everything in this world of, 
you know, mutants and everything with the few people being slaves. That's how I see it going in House of M. Like, fuck, Magneto is such a, oh, such a well-rounded character because some of the best villains aren't just evil. They just have a different way of looking at it. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, if I was a mutant, I probably would... I mean, I wouldn't call myself the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. I mean, yeah, that part, that part is... Yeah, we're going to ignore it. But no, it, it makes sense. Because, like, you know, I mean, like, politically, you and I have different views. Like, I know you're not evil. You, you just do evil things. <laughs> Thanks, Dick. <laughs> oh, but, uh, yeah. Uh, so, let's go to the beginning of this movie. <laughs> Um, I, I do I do want to talk about two things, which actually the beginning was part of it. Fuck, 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 fuck. Fuckity, fuck, 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 fuck. Titties, fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> if I had one true complaint, I think they really hammered home in the first 10 to 20 minutes that this was an R-rated movie with the fucks. Yep. The titties, eh, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> All right. Surprised. I, yeah. I'm a guy. <laughs> I don't mind seeing them. Um, were either of those necessary? Nope. I would have been happy with an R-rated movie with a couple F-bombs thrown in for good measure. I'm not complaining yeah, about those them. Ones, yeah, now that you mentioned, those were, yeah, really thrown in there. All the other things, like when... Wolverine said it, it just seemed like we say fuck on a normal basis of just because that's our vocabulary. Yeah. It seems like it would be Wolverine's vocabulary. Seems like crotchety old man uh, Professor X, it's his vocabulary now too. Like I think it's funny though, I've seen some people online complaining about the fucks and that that it was not there in the comics and I'm like, you're right because they used different characters like pound signs, otherwise known to you youngsters as hashtags. Uh <laughs> And, and the at symbol and exclamation points and dollar signs to say things like fuck shit, ass, cock, balls, whatever. It's like, you're right. He never said fuck in the comic. But I'm pretty sure you could go back and look. And, and probably even as, as recent, when I, I bet you if I went back and looked at that 2008 X-Force series, you know, the Rick Remender series, pretty sure there was some cussing in that book. Mm-hmm. And Which is weird because when you're a, a comic book writer, you know that it's going to be censored, so why put it in there unless you're trying to be like these characters are more real than, you know, we're trying to uh, PG-13 them. You know, like, I'm trying to draw a real character. A real character would probably say shit here because I can't truly put this in there, but I want to show who this character truly is. They put the little dollar sign, yeah. hashtag, exclamation point, plus, yeah. which looks like shit when you look at it, <laughs> but, it, you know, no, it, it, that's that's one of the things I find interesting, people complaining about that, um, but I think it was overdone. I think it was great that it was there. I think it would have been used. I think it was just overused. Um, that's probably my only real complaint. If I had any other thing that I want to get really nitpicky on... Um, now mind you, overall, I love the fight scenes with Laura in them. That first fight scene, and that's where I was wondering how long they were going to take to show the foot claws. 
went with one of my buddies who he understands comic books like he read someone but he his first you know instance to who this x-23 character is is this movie and i was just waiting for him and he kind of goes whoa when she did that and like that's what was the reaction i was hoping for someone who's never seen it well when she comes walking out of that building and throws the fucking head which by the way was that was that the boz was that brian bosworth i think so you do you have the cast list pulled up there yep okay so that you know that was one of those things that just kind of really uh surprised me um was how well that she did in the fighting. The only thing, if I'm going to get bitchy about it, which, by the way, I'm I'm going to bitch about reality in a movie with superheroes. <laughs> but if I want to do that, the fact that she threw some of those full-grown men around, I understand inertia and kinetic energy, I don't know that the physics there fully worked, but it looked cool as shit. Yeah, that's yeah. You you kind of get give yeah uh, you know the the disbelief there when you're watching movies of people that can heal from gunshot wounds. Yeah, yeah. So other than that, um, you know, I really loved it. I I really I actually wish I could have gone back and seen it with you again. Because uh, we both just seen it just that one single time, but yeah, I'll definitely go see it again in the theater. And 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 for what I wanted to see of the original story of Old Man Logan, uh, bring it back to what I was talking about that at the beginning of this uh, episode. It's it's so much better that it's not. Uh, how you could do it in the comic books because when people read comic books and it actually was following the Wolverine. Uh, story arc and it just all of a sudden jumped out of nowhere of what is this you know story arc that's coming in between these other ones you you have read Marvel so you know who Hulk is so you understand who the Hulk gang is because you at least understand the Hulk and you understand this is a, a future apocalyptic world um, when you have Red Skull own, owning a part of the country and you get the gist of where America is it would have been too big to explain all that for this movie, that I'm glad that they kept it simple, that they made it just a slightly futuristic version of our world. I mean, nothing seemed too, um, besides having cybernetics, but even then you could kind of explain that in the now uh, superhero films as well with Tony Stark type uh, armor and stuff. Yeah. So well, and, feel... and I mean, the, the only thing that was different were the, the auto trucks. Yeah, you know, we're, and that we're, was trying to make it seem a little futuristic, which also I didn't know if they needed to do that or not. But it was, you know, basically it was just showing that there's more automation. Um, which, by the way, I did just look up on IMDb. Brian Bosworth isn't listed on the okay. cast, and I looked up his, and he's not listed as being in that movie. So I don't know. It's just a guy that looks an awful lot like Brian Bosworth <laughs> that gets his head cut off at the beginning of the movie. But, um, now, you know, one other thing, though, from a movie-making standpoint, I mean, like a lot of people, I don't know if they know or remember from when I used to be on the show, one of my degrees was in film video. And I thought it was interesting that the beginning of this movie takes place in a desert where there is absolutely no life whatsoever and then transitions into the city, which was, you know, what it wasn't Vegas. It was actually like... Um, uh, 
Well, it seemed like they went to Oklahoma. Yeah. Then, but, but they were at, well. El Paso is crossed the border. Right, but but I mean, it was um, it, some some casino city in the middle of uh, in the middle of the country. It wasn't Vegas because they actually said it, and I can't remember what it was now. I I could look it up and go. Where's Harris? Casino mm-hmm. in Oklahoma, and I bet the internet would tell me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but but then you know, so it goes from desert to city to ending in a lush green landscape, which I thought was a really nice transition, because realistically, in the movie, you're watching two characters die, so it should actually go the opposite direction, but. The story of Logan is ending, but it's the birth of X-23 and the birth of New Mutants there. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it was a nice parallel in, thought... in that aspect. And it wasn't anything that was shoved down your throat. It's something that most people probably wouldn't pay attention to. But when I look at it from a filmmaking standpoint, I thought it was well done in that aspect. I thought it was well done, too, because... When you see extra things in movies, you're always looking for those Easter eggs and everything. And uh, the movie that they had playing in there when, you know, Professor X was watching with Laura. And it was just another touching moment of how you know she can just go off and kill. But yet she's being an innocent little child. Uh, You know, she going back up a little bit when she was wanted some sunglasses, a pair of sunglasses and everything in the convenience store and just took them. But when she's watching uh, the old Western with with Charles and he's explaining, you know, what it was kind of like then and having to live with, you know, the blood on your hands and all that, that that's what she recited at the end when, when Logan was being laid to rest. I'm like, damn, like, that hits hard. And I'm not going to lie, like, it was it was a sad ending, like I was literally because it was such a, a roller coaster of a ride. Were we were, were getting verklempt? Yep. Talk amongst yourselves. Yep. Like uh, yeah. Uh, and I'm like, you know what? I, I'm not gonna have tears. I'm not going to because <laughs> you know what? It's you know it's just a movie. But then that last thing that she did, I was wondering what you thought of that. I was like, damn. Like then I I really kind of started like welling up a bit of like. He's an X-Men again. He, he, you know, he earned that respect again, you know. You know, okay, so I'm, I'm going to be honest. It didn't hit me on an emotional level, but I thought it was nice. I thought it was a nice poetic thing. A little cheesy, but not, not terrible. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, all right, I'm, I'm pretty happy with the way that, and I was like, go, it's fitting. It's right. You know, and for a little girl to do it, I think is why I liked it. If let's put it this way, if it was um, Storm doing it, I'd say, God, where, where, where are the Sentinels to tear her in half? Please, someone rip her apart now. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it, and so overall, yeah, I loved it. Good movie. Yeah, yeah, I would have to agree. So. uh Six claws? Six claws out of six claws? Five out of six. Okay. Yeah. Five out of six. Or, you know what? I'll go five and a half out of six. It's like that one claw won't fully come out. <laughs> <what I'm> just 
All right, Derek. Well, thank you so much uh, for coming to the studio and uh, discussing this with me. It was a yeah. blast as always. Yeah. And if people want to hear uh, hear me talk about um, just comic book stuff, I know that's boring, but you know, actually, and it's more about making comics. Head on over to comicprosandcons.com, and you can check out what I got going on there. All right. Well, with that, stay thirsty, bub. <laughs>